message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Lord, I pray that in the preaching of the word, light will come and we will do better than we have done. We will be better than we have been. You will be glorified and honored in our lives. God, that when you look at each and every one of us, you will smile. You will be happy because our lives are changing and becoming like you in the name of Jesus. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time. Lift up your Bible. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for Please give me that. Please just give me that old time. Just give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. It was good for Peter and Silas. It was good for Barnabas and John. It was good for Pastor Ina. It will be good enough for So give me that wave your Bible. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. Matthew chapter 10 verse 37. That's where we stopped last week and I want to start from there. Put it up on the board. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So we have looked, we have heard at least a summary that of, of, of this series. And the series is how to love God. How to love God. And the, our theme this year is loving God on purpose. And one of my excitements right now in this my age is to teach you the love of God. Because it's the greatest thing. That the love of God is a big thing on his mind. It's a, it's a, in fact, it's the only thing on his mind. is the love of God. The Bible says there abides faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest is love. And the first commandment in the Old Testament is to love God. The first commandment in the New Testament is to love God first. That is the first commandment. So we are, going to, we are learning how to love God. And one of the things... This scripture says, and I'm just going to be explaining scriptures today, is that if you love father or mother more than God, you are not worthy of him. If you love even your children more than God, he doesn't want. God wants to be your lover, your only lover. He wants to be the only passion of your affection. He wants to be the thing, the the person you pursue after, the person you you, you long after. He wants to be your, he wants to consume you. He wants to capture, he has captured your heart. He wants you to capture his heart. God wants you to capture his heart. And I don't know about you, I'm learning to capture your heart. I don't know about you, but this week, I I tried to consciously stay with God. Did anybody try? Like during your devotion. You know during your devotion, you can be reading the Bible or singing and your mind is wandering in the office and all. This week, I pulled it back back for us. Now, let me tell you, I have a couch in my room, a very long couch, leather. And there is a part of it, some of it has worn out, but there's a part of it that is still new. It's soft and comfortable. I imagine that those are God's laps, and I lay my head there. So it draws my consciousness to God all the time. 
And I, I just say, Father, I'm just relaxing on your laps like a little girl. And I talked to him. And whenever I was going to wonder, I came back. I said, because it has to involve my emotions. It has to involve, I have to be emotionally connected. It has to involve my thoughts, my decisions, my everything. So until the love of God, until you can consciously love God like that, that everything you're doing is for God, to God, that you're, this week I envisioned my heart like a big bowl of fire, of love for God. That's how I saw my heart, like a big bowl of fire, ball, B-A-L-L. And, and that everything I do, when I talk, when I think, it's all in expression of the love of God. Those are some of the things we saw last week. In fact, one of the statements there is, it is to love him with your life and your choices. It is living in a way that brings glory and honor to God. And as a child of God who loves him genuinely, our motivation is always for his purpose, his glory, and his honor. All to bring him joy. If, if anybody can stop you from coming to church, or from doing your devotions, or from doing any good thing, that thing has become your God. You are loving it more than God. If staying on your computer, if you stay on your computer for 10 minutes, for 10 hours, and you stay with God for 15 minutes, who do you love more? Talk to me, who do you love more? If you are hanging out with your friends for six hours a day or four hours, and you are spending 30 minutes with God, who do you love more? Oh, you guys talk with me now. Who do you love more? If all your passion is children, you wake up in the morning, this child, that child, that child, at the end of the day, God, you know I'm tired. These children you have given me, you will understand. Who do you love more? Your children. And if all you do is husband and wife, you are following, you are texting day and night. You say, after all, Father, you say I should love my husband and blah, blah, blah. And you don't spend time with God. Who do you love more? And what did the Bible say? You are not worthy of God. You are not worthy of his attention. You are not worthy of his love. You are not worthy of his care. So you are going to gauge and measure everything around you by how much time you spend with God in comparison to everything else. How much time do you spend in your business? How, many, how much time do you spend at work compared to how much time? You guys, you know now, look at me. You remember when you were in love? You will be together to part was a problem. You will say goodnight ten times. Anybody bears witness to what I'm saying? You will, especially on the phone. You say goodnight, babe. Goodnight, babe. Goodnight, boo. I say just, just before you go, I just want to say it one more time. I love you. And they say, oh, I like how you said it. I was so nice. Say it again. I love you. And then he will say, I love you. And can I go now? No, just one more time. Before you know it, it's two hours, it's three hours. And have you noticed that when we are in love, we are not hungry? <laughs> we are not hungry. True. You can stay. You, I used to stay with Pastor Ina. We will just stay and be talking and laughing. And then they will bring food. I'll say, no, I'm not hungry. So hunger just disappears. But then we love God. We can't fast. Well, a day, isn't it? So I want you to... Loving God is very, it's just easy. Just take how you used to love somebody when you fell in love and compare it to how you are now with God. Where do you spend most of your time? Where do you spend most of your money? Where do you spend most of your energy? What is, 
what, what do you pay the most attention to? That is the person or the thing you love the most. The Bible says where your treasure is, there is what? Your heart. And in loving God emotionally, you love the person, you love God emotionally because you value him and you invest in him. Anything you don't invest in, you don't love. So I look at myself all the time, I'm like, how much am I keeping here and how much is going to heaven? So I normally try during Thanksgiving to catch up with any giving I didn't, you know. Because I want my, I want my heart to be with God. So you, are, you, you get 10 million, you give God 500K, you think you have done anything. First of all, 10 million, the tithe is 1 million. How much tithe, how much offering are you going to give? How much will you save in heaven? Because everything you spend here is gone, but everything you invest there is, is there. So it's a matter of, if you love, I don't know about you, but when I'm in love, eh, they do me, and they do that love, because I will talk with the person, I will hang out with the person, I will give the person my money, I'll give him my time, I will give him my passion, my, that's how I am. I don't know how to do anything half-half. But with God, we do different. And I pray that after this series, you will learn. Amen? So, the goal is that you cannot love anything more than God. You cannot even compare anything with God. When they sing songs and they say, all other gods, I'm like, which gods? The material that made them, God made the material. So which God? There is no comparison. So nothing should take, nothing, nothing should be compared with the love of God. Hi, those of you in counseling room, I forgot about you. Hello. And those of you in the youth auditorium, God bless you. So nothing should compare with God. Anything you love more than God, God say you are not worthy of my time. You're not worthy of my time. So, what happens when we love God? Deuteronomy chapter 11. Turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy. I want to hear the, Bible, the pages of the Bible. Old time religion, turning. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 13. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandment, which I command you today, what is the commandment? Look at it now. What is the commandment? What is the commandment? To love your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Then, after you love him with all your heart, with all your soul, then I will give you the ring for your land in season. The early rain and the latter rain that you may gather in your grain, your new wine, and your oil. So this, they were living in an agrarian um, economy. Ours is not grain and oil. But the Bible says if we love him and follow him, God will cause the rain to come. I want to read that carefully. Then the early rain and the latter rain. Everything that is due you, when it is due you, God will make it come to you. God will give you early offerings, early harvest. Early. I remember one year I was reading my notes and somebody gave me Thanksgiving offering in January. Not knowing we were going to have Thanksgiving that February. So God will bring early that by this time in your life, if you are loving God, harvest will start coming to you. Harvest will come in June, in the middle. Harvest will come before the end, and harvest will come. That you are not just waiting for one harvest. And if you look at that scripture, it is grain and wine 
and oil. Grain is necessary food. Grain is necessary food. What your, your needs. And then wine is, is uh, once. It's not luxury. It's just once and indulgences. And then oil is now luxury. So God, he says, I will give you grain. I'll meet your needs. I will meet your wants. And I'll meet your luxurious needs if you love me. So God's commandment is to love him. It is not go to church, don't do this, do that. It is to love him. And he says, if you love me, I'm going to cause the rain to come. I'm going to make the condition around you suitable for prosperity. I'm going to create everything around you and make it conducive for you to prosper. That's what it is for in our day and age. I'm going to, what did I write here? He, yeah, I wrote, he will create an environment for you to succeed and be provided for. And you'll be provided for in every category. You will not lack food. You will not lack anything you want. If you want gold, he will give you gold. And then he will, not, he will give you luxury. Oil is, to me, is a picture, a symbol of luxury. He will, if you want to travel, he will make you travel. Because you love him. When I am in love with somebody, I give the person anything. I will buy anything for you. you if I love you, you are, if you don't have, it's because you don't ask. But if you ask, I'll give you. Or else, why do I love you? Why did God give, give me to you? Do you understand? So it's the same thing with God. If you love God, then he will give you everything. If you really, really love somebody, or somebody says they love you, and they don't give you anything, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a big, fat lie. The way you will know somebody loves you is what they are giving you. So for you men who have your pocket and you have a padlock, Louis Vuitton padlock, and you lock it, when you go to the toilet, you switch off your light and then open it too, and your wife does not know anything about your money, now you don't love her, you're just living together. Because in genuine heart, soul, mind connection, you give. You are anxious to give. Is that not what lovers do? So somebody, some husband need to be born again. There is just freedom in being a good person and loving. So I will bless you with every need. Okay, chapter 11, verse 22. Verse 22. It says, for if you carefully keep all these commandments, which I command you to do. What is the commandment? Can you see it in your Bible? Please be underlining it. It says, if you would keep all these commands, which I command you, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to hold fast to him, then what will happen? Then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will, and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than you, than yourself. Did you see it? In this present day and age, you are not talking about a nation, but what God will do is that truly God will fight all your enemies. He will fight enemies you don't see. He will fight COVID for you. He will fight disease. He will fight everything that comes to steal, kill, and steal if you obey him, if you love him. 
I love my children. I will not allow anything to happen to them. Phoebe, I still look at your daughter's that laughter. Once now, I just look at it and laugh. What will you not do for that girl? What will you not? The girl, she will say something. The girl will laugh. Ke, 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 ke. And then before she goes, ke, 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 ke. it is so beautiful. What will you not do for that? We are God's babies. God wants to do like this and see us laughing. He wants to provide for you the job. When he gives the job, he just did that, so you laugh. When he heals you, so you laugh. He says, if you love me, then I will fight greater enemies than, than, than you can fight. And I will do greater mighty things for you. If you love God, you will conquer mountains. He will fight for you. He will fight your battles. He will break through for you if you love him. It's conditional. God loves everybody, but he also loves some people. He says, if you do this, then. Are you seeing it? If you do, then. Everybody say, then. 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 So if you love God, then I will fight your enemies. Amen? You will achieve and acquire things higher than you. Chai. Madam said, chai. Chai. You have to put that A. Chai. He says, I will, let me read again. Then, the Lord will drive out all the nations before you and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. You will do great things. God will make you do great things. You say, Pastor, people wonder, how do you pastor this church? I love God. So he, he helps me and he gives me people to help me. So I am achieving things that are greater than me. Praise the Lord. Please write down those scriptures and look at them again in this period of fasting and meditate on them. Amen? So he will, he will give you things you never imagined. He will make you who you never imagined. That you yourself will say, Zibrina, you be this. From one pint to 50 pints. Zibrina is how you call pints. You call it pints. <laughs> to now wearing designer pints. Greater things. And now a senior advocate. God of heaven. He will make, one day you literally, is it Namibidis? Then you will say what? Namio. You remember Pastor Ike? Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 13. Verse 1 to 4. If there arises among you a prophet, please open your Bible and look at it. If there arises a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So, let me, let me say this. I, mean, I, I, I want to correct this. It surprises me when Christians walk by dreams. And sometimes the dreams are wrong. They'll say, but this person is a credible person. It was an old man, an old woman. It was an elder. It was this that told me this. And so they walk by it. Now the Bible says, even if it was a prophet and a dreamer of dreams who told you something and it came to pass. He said, and then he comes back and say, come, let us go to other gods. God said, that is just to test you. I think even him the dreams was to test you and this temptation to go to other gods is to test you to test you to see if you love me see everything is about the love of God 
It's about how much you love God. He says, that prophet, even if it is Pastor Sarah, I have said everything in your life and it came to pass. And then I come and say, you know what? Come, let's go and look at, let's go to one prayer place. There, there's that man I, I heard that is doing miracle. And then you go, you don't understand the man and all. Say, even if this Pastor Sarah disregard her word, I'm just testing you to see if you love me. So there are some dreams that come to test if you love God. Any dream that takes you outside the will of God, anything, any prophet, any dream that makes you do anything outside the black and white, it is not of God. It is to test your love. And if you fail, you don't love God. Do you understand? How many of you understand what I just said? Good. So, don't say it was, it was a prophet. Was a, if the prophet comes back and tells you to do anything wrong, outside the Bible, it wasn't God. Amen? And the purpose is to test if you love God. So, nothing should separate you or take you away from a genuine loving relationship with God. So, a voice comes and says, don't give tithe. It is to test your love for God. Don't forgive. It is to test your love for God. Don't go back to church. Don't go to church. You can sit around the TV. It's to test your love for God. Don't submit to your husband. Don't love your wife. Leave her. Let her, let her see Pepe. It is, you, you, that is the love of God being tested. Any temptation to do wrong is to test your love for God. Is that not what Satan said to Jesus? Uh, to, uh, Jesus said to Satan, that shall not tempt the Lord your God. He said, throw down yourself. He said, no, it's not about me. It's about God. I won't do it. Do this and do that. He said, no, it is about the love of God. I won't do it. So when you love God, you will do the right thing at the right time. Even if another prophet comes and preaches, you hear, don't tithe. Don't tithe. It is old. It's in the Old Testament. That is a bad prophet. Shown him because it is testing your love for God. Do you understand me? Fantastic. So let me go to the next point. Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 9. You say, Pastor, why are you just saying Deuteronomy? Because Deuteronomy is like a book of the laws, God, how God wanted the people to live. And God does not write something today and change his mind tomorrow. Every jot and iota must come to pass, must fulfill it, must be fulfilled. So chapter 19 verse 9. Let's read it together. Put the, put the Amplified for me, the, the King James. On the board, chapter 19, verse 9. Okay, let's read together. And if half of you are reading, everybody want to go, keep all these commandments and do, which I command you today. What is the commandment? Have you understood this point? What is God's command to you? Again, have you seen it repeatedly? To love the Lord your God, to love the Lord your God. The Bible says, once have I spoken. How many times have you heard? So when God speaks three or four times, how many times should you hear? Forever. Okay? So let's start again. And if you keep all these commandments and do them, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways, then you shall Three more cities for yourselves beside these three. Isn't this exciting? That if you love God, he will give you more than you have. You will have to be the one to say, I don't want. 
So whatever you have, as you keep loving God, you will have more. He will give you more. That's why the Bible says he will do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think because you love him. Anybody who loves you will give you and they will not give you once. They will give you and give you and they will give you more and more as the years go by. He will give you double. He says, I will give you the three more cities on top of the one you had before. So not having what we want or not having our answers, our prayers answered means that we don't love God enough or we are not loving him well. We are not loving him as we should because he said continuously, if you love, then I will do this and do that. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 30, chapter 30, verse 6. Chapter 30, put it up there. He says, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to do what? To do what? With all your heart and with all your soul. Why? Not that you may breathe, but that you will live. Put, me, put that scripture in the message Bible. He will circumcise your heart so that you may live. See what he says in the message. God, your God, will cut away the thick calluses on your heart and your children's hearts, freeing you to love God, your God, with your whole heart and soul and live. Really live. Who wants to really live? Managing food is not really living. Hardly having enough is not living. Your children not being able to go to school or go to the school you want is not really living. You, anything you are managing or don't have or living without, living with sickness in your body is not really living. Living in fight and quarrel and lack of peace is not really living. But if you love the Lord your God, then he will allow you to really live. When you love your husband and wife, you are really living. But if you don't, you are not living. You love your Lord, then you will... Is that, is, that's not all that um, in the Amplified. I don't think it's all. Is that all the verse? Where did I see this one? I'm, it must have been another verse, uh, version. It says, so that you may li really live, live exuberantly, blessed by God. Live exuberantly. To live exuberantly is to live passionately, joyously, with, with excitement, tire tirelessly. Have you been in love and you're in the room? And you've been there for 10 hours. You talk, 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 talk. I don't read. Mouth don't dry. Everything don't dry. But you're not tired. Does anybody know what, what? Has anybody ever experienced that? Let me see if you have ever experienced that. That kind of love. You have not? Dr. Chacha, you have not? Professor. <laughs> I have. How many of you have? Where you talk, talk, talk. You talk, you finish on the phone. You talk. And you're not tired. And then you rest for one hour and come back again. Anybody knows? The Bible says if you, if, if you love God, that's how you will live. Exuberantly. The, have we read verse 16? 
Okay, that was why I was jumping. Okay, 30 verse 16. We read verse 6. You will really leave. Verse 16 says, See, verse 15, See, I have said before you life and death, good and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God. The command is one. The command is one. What is the command again? Please open your mouth and tell me, everybody, what is God's command to you? In that command, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgment, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. So that was the scripture if in, in the message. It talks about to live exuberantly. So I will just keep that now. So verse 19 to 20 of the same chapter. That whole chapter is about loving God. Please go home and read chapter 30 and chapter 13 and chapter 11 where we read. Verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Verse 20, everybody, that you may do what? I can't hear all your voices. That you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Does that need explanation? I think you can. That, that is easy. So your whole purpose, your sole purpose of living on earth is to love God. And as you love him, he just blesses you. He just takes care of everything. He pampers you. He spoils you. He gives you needs, wants, and indulgence and luxuries. And you live long. You really live on the earth. Amen? Now, I took some of the scriptures Pastor Wilson shared with us. And I wanted to, because it's, that message did something to me. It just sparked something in my spirit. And he had read Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17. Put it up there. Proverbs 8 17. It says, I let's read it together. I love those who, again, I, say that again. One more time. If you don't love the Lord, what did, what did he say in the other place? There is something he said. He didn't say, I will hate you or anything. I will, what did he say? Lightly esteem you, but I said something here before, but my, my brain just ceased for a second. But it's easy to love somebody who loves you. True or false? Somebody hates you. Is it easy to love them? And you know, you don't, no, they don't need to open their mouth and say, I hate you. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. You just know, this person doesn't really like me. Now, there are times people like you, you, you don't know. You, 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 because of your own problems, you say they don't like you. Just like some of you think that God doesn't love you. Is it possible for God not to love you? Is it possible for a, a father or a mother not to love their child? So it is your own interpretation. But God... I want you to know that it's so easy to love somebody when they love you back. And he says, if, I, if you love me, I will love you. And if you seek me diligently, you'll find me. Imagine what it is like to find God. It means that everything you need, you have. I was just, I was listening to Koscharis yesterday, the man. And it, what? Cosmos, yes, but I just call him Koscharis. And as I was listening to his testimony, I just thought, what will it be like to find, for these people to find me? 
or for me to find them, to become their friend. Anytime I have a need, they will solve it if they love me. I have a problem with people who love people who don't help them. I have a problem with people whom God has blessed, who decide that your brothers and sisters must be your slaves and servants till they die. Forgetting that God blessed you so that you will leave them up like Joseph. He said it was for this reason. God saw this time. So he sent me ahead of you. So if you are blessed, is that is God sending you ahead so that you'll be blessed other people. So your purpose on earth is to love God and find him. Because when you find him, everything will be solved. Amen? Daniel chapter 9 verse 4. I told you I was just going to explain scriptures today. Daniel chapter 9. Put it up for me. Daniel 9 verse 4. Let's read it together. Again, and I prayed to the Lord my God and made confessions and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with who? With who? This is another point I want to correct. I've corrected it before. You hear Christians say, I made a covenant with God. Question is, did God make covenant with you? He said, I have a covenant with God. On what basis? You have a covenant with God. You are lying. You are stealing. You are cheating. You are fornicating. Which covenant? He says that he has, the covenant God has is with people who love him. No love, no covenant. Did you hear me? So before you say, I, I, have a, I made a covenant with God. Ask yourself, do you love God? You made a covenant with God, you don't come to church. You don't read your Bible. You don't know Jack in the Bible. You don't help anybody. Which covenant do you have? So the covenant is with those who, who, keep his, the, who keeps his covenant and mercy, with those who love him, and with those who do what? With those who keep his commandment. So when you keep, when you keep God's covenant, when you love God, he will be great and awesome towards you, he will keep his covenant with you and he will show you mercy. Did you see it in, that, in those scriptures? He will show you mercy. Praise the Lord. Psalm 91 verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will do what? What? Do, put Psalm 91 verse, I said Psalm 91, help me with that. Everybody read it. No, just verse 14. Okay, that's verse 14 too. Just the first part. When you love God here, what will you do? He will deliver you. He will deliver you from sin. He will deliver you from poverty. He will deliver you from marriagelessness. Marry, 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 marrylessness. Whatever that is. He will deliver you from barrenness. He will deliver you from poverty. He will deliver you from everywhere you need deliverance. Did you hear me? So if you have loved God, he will have help you. If he helps you, man. He loves only those who love him. He's, ob he's obliged to them. And then Romans chapter 14, verse 23. Romans 14, 23. Are you writing those scriptures down? This will form a good Bible study for you. For you to meditate and pray. But he who doubts is condemned. No, John, John 14, 23, sorry. John 14, 23. He says, 
Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone does what? If anyone, he will do what? And what would my father do? And will do what? So he started me and then our. So if you love God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit will come and live inside your house. If God and Jesus and Holy Spirit come in your, in your house, what will you lack? What will you fear? What will you need? Nothing. So what is our assignment this year? Talk to me. Did you see it in many scriptures? And then Pastor Wilson also read Romans chapter 8 verse 28. For we know that all things work together for good. To who? To who? Ay, 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 ay. Say it louder, loudly. To, to who? So if you don't love God, will all things work together for your good? It was like when he read that scripture that day, something did pow in my spirit. Uh-uh. Things will work together for good to those who love God. So the, 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 the magic is in loving God. Amen? Amen? So in conclusion, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, but is it, as it is written, put it up there, as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them who love him. And as I prayed, God brought this illustration to my mind. And that was why I was looking for Koscharis. When he married his wife, she didn't imagine. She could not see or think or imagine what would be her life. When she married him, he had just left, he had just started his business. And he, by the time he married him, his net, he married her, his net worth was 3,100 naira. But she loved him. She loved him because when she was going to marry him, the uncle shot the man three times with a gun. Because it was like, why would you marry him? Her parents were like upper, middle, upper class where they were living, in the village. So she was going to marry this poor man. The uncle shot him with a gun three times. I don't know how he didn't die. Shot him, but she still married him. That is what love will do. When you are convinced, you marry the person. And, and they started. The love propelled her. She kept working from 3,000 to maybe 10,000 to 20 to the first million when he was 27 and all of that. To where, as at three or four years ago, he was worth, he may be worth more now, he was worth $800 million. So this is what interests me about this story. The fact that she handles the money, the checkbook, she can write a checkbook of $10 billion by herself without his co-signing. Without her co-signing. She is the vice president of the company. He said, if I die today, she will just enter and continue. Because she has been faithful. She has loved him. She has worked with him. They have built everything together. And so she can write a check for $10 billion. He said her credit card has no limit. 
it has no she can go to anywhere and spend 50 billion naira i her eye hadn't seen her ears hadn't heard she it couldn't have entered her mind that this was her life she can drive any mercedes any bmw any range rover that those are the cars he, he sells every range rover every jaguar all the high-end cars they control it in nigeria they have 26 offices in Nigeria and they are spreading in Africa. And all is under her hand. Everything is under her. She did because she loved him. It is my story. How could I have imagined from Nasarawa Kaduna? Because it's like any ghetto. Growing up, we that used to do like you whole uniform with, with, with pin. Anybody knows what? Yakubu, at least you know that. <laughs> if, nobody, if everybody lies here, you won't lie. I know your story. I know Binna. They were using Igbo to learn English. How would I have thought that 20, 28 years later, or 30 something years later, I'll be here? Now they've been married, the Kostaricis have married, been married for 42 years. And so, loving Pastor Ina, we started with my $100 in America. You remember that story? Where he said I shouldn't spend, I should be careful with that money. I'm like, it's my money. It's my money. That we should be careful, there's no ring yet. I'm the one to buy the wedding ring. I cried, and then I picked Uncle Ben's rice in the market. He said, drop it, we can't afford it. It was $1.67. And we lived through it. And live through it. We fought. One, sometimes we call, one day we called the police. The police didn't, ended up not coming, but he, I called him. Pastor Ina had entered. He said he was going to kill himself somewhere because we had fought. So I was so afraid. You know, after running your mouth and the thing passed your power, and now you go begin to shake. <laughs> so I called the police. Police came. I said, my husband, look at him there. He said he's going to kill himself. Please go and get him. So he went and brought him back for me. Scared me. That is, that is the story I'm, I'm standing on. That there was a day we will fight over a quarter. Quarter is 25 pennies. Because he wanted to buy chocolate. And I was saving it to get the next quarter to get four quarters. So I could buy milk for, the, for blessing and favor. We will fight. Keep my list for me. We will not talk for two weeks. That chocolate, you go vomit on. fight and set to quarrel and then when we love we love when we love we love 30 years later i am standing here down the road we start the ministry pastor ina packs all the checks book checkbooks and puts it in my hand say till we till this ministry folds up you always care for the money i can sign anything and in my lifetime i'm sure i've signed out billions how? Except that I started loving God and loved God and loved God. So if men like Pastor Ina, Goscharis, Zibiri, or Toche, or some of you at the levels you are, can do this to women and your wives, can you imagine what God will give us? Stand up, let's go on. Can you imagine 
what is laid up for us. Can you imagine it? We can't. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be amazing. If on earth, look at Kosharis' wife. He said yes in that thing, she can sign 10 billion alone and do anything she wants with it. But there was a time if she made lists to go to the market, soup, he must follow the list. And if she brings the list next week and there is all oil, he'll say, you bought oil last week. What did you do with it? Why are you buying oil today? So I want to encourage every husband, every wife. You will not, it will not always be like that. Stay together, hang close. A day will come when you will tell the stories I'm telling today. Amen. Clap unto the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.